Hello. Before I let this podcast episode play out, I felt it was fitting just to say a huge thank you to both Pat English and Pat Kelly for agreeing to be interviewed for my podcast. Um, This is a very special episode for me because both Pats were integral to me feeling at home when I came off the plane in September 2012. I was only 20 and... um, I remember it was a roasting hot September. It was a Monday night, I think, when we went down with our football boots. I hadn't a clue what to expect. And I couldn't believe how many Irish were in Abu Dhabi. And now you can guarantee it's tripled, if not quadrupled, since 2012. Um, But I just want to say a huge thank you to both of them because they really looked after us, especially the ladies' teams. They really looked out for us. And they put us under their wing. But they were mighty crack as well. Pure rogues. And um, I had a job now with the editing. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. We had some very funny stories. And we had to censor some of them. Um, But they shared so much wisdom as well. In this episode. Um, I do want to apologise in advance for... The poor quality at some parts. Um, poor Pat English had a bit of a, a, a an issue with the connection in some parts. So I did my best to edit. But sure, once you record things here, it can be quite hard to edit them. Um, but yeah, so just please forgive me for that poor quality. And to anyone who's listening who is planning to move out here to the Middle East, I do urge you... Throw in the football boots into the suitcase. Even if you don't have a pair, buy a pair. And get involved in your local GA club as it will give you that piece of home, that connection, and it's a great way to meet new people. If you're coming to Abu Dhabi, I'll be biased, but I will urge you to join Abu Dhabi Nafina. Um, Yeah, so I just also want to dedicate this episode to anyone involved in the GA here in the Middle East and a huge thank you to my own club Abu Dhabi Nafina for all the years five amazing years I had playing with the club and being involved in the committee I was very fortunate with the the memories the laughs the journeys on Shakeside Road the sing songs the crack the Missing flights in Bahrain. Oh, God. (laughs) The Bahrain tournament. My God, that's all I'll say. My God. Anyway, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Abu Dhabi Nafina will always have a huge place in my experience here in Abu Dhabi. And I will always be cheering them on. And um, I wish them all the best in their next season coming up. And again, thank you to both Pat English and Pat Kelly for this episode so I hope you enjoy
Welcome to Let's Talk Nova podcast. My name is Ailish and I am joined here by two legends of Abu Dhabi. We have Pat English coming all the way from Ackle Island in Mayo and we have Pat Kelly from Crogwell in Galway and they are both legends of Abu Dhabi Nafina GA Club here in Abu Dhabi. Welcome both to the podcast. Thank you, Thank you very for much. inviting us. You're very welcome. It's great to have you here. So uh, would one of you like to say how our paths have crossed in the past? Well, I think uh, I'll start by saying I came to Abu Dhabi in 92. And I think Pat came the following year. But I think really our paths crossed, Pat, out in Sheikh, Sheikh it was the Caledia Park playing hurling on a Thursday. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, with Frank, Frank, what's his name? Frank Hughes. And Lee, yeah. Frank Hughes and Lee Maber. And Sean. Sean Lee, yeah. Sean Lee, yeah. yeah. And there's one other fellow. Um, the words, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but we used, to, we used to go out there on, a, on Thursday, because Thursday was our day off. And we'd have a bit of hurling out there. And that's how, I suppose, we got to know each other. And that's how it started, um, our friendship. And Pat was living then in the next building to me, which was very handy. And you needed a seat someplace <laughs> or to go for a pint. It was very handy, yeah. Very handy for me, too. I remember buying uh, the, the bunk beds off here when you were leaving. So. It was easy for me to carry them along the Corniche there. <laughs> yeah. And, I'd forgotten that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd say, um, yeah, Pat was one of the driving forces. Pat Kelly was one of the driving forces. And the, these are the earliest days of the GA that I knew anyway in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Uh, we, had to, we had to arrange lifts and location. And uh, Pat used to bring, us long, bring along his, his children. And I used to bring along my children and uh, Frank Hughes really also was uh, a great, he, uh, he used to bring a tent and the kids used to play in the tent. And sometimes he'd bring them chocolate bars and that kind of stuff oh, yeah. while we were, while we were um, pucking around. I used to get a bit of, as a Mayo man, of course, uh, football uh, is um, my, well, I wouldn't say it's my first love, but uh, I, I didn't play hurling at all, obviously. So Pat Kelly, I got plenty of stick of Pat Kelly and all, all the others were hurlers. Uh, I was the only one that wasn't. But I was able to, ended up being able to um, puck it around a little bit. So we had a Mayo man turn to the hurling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, Frank Hughes, you see, was the real start of everything, I think. Frank would have been the linchpin, wasn't he? He and, was, yeah, um, I'd agree, yeah. The first game we played was a was a hurling match down in um, outside beside the Intercon in Elaine. We played that ran in the hurling match, and we had a good old night after it. I can't remember anything else. <laughs> and then we played a hurling match yeah, was... in, in Dubai, didn't we? And that's right. That we stage, did. Finnegan's, yeah, yeah. Was the, Finnegan's was the name of the local pub down in in the uh, they call it PJs now, I think, and the. African and Eastern gave us T-shirts with Finnegan's Islanders on it. So that's what we called ourselves at that stage. 
I think that's where we were the first time we went to, to Dubai as well for the football. Pattern. Dubai, yeah. When we went to Dubai for the for the sevens or the nines or whoever's in football, the first one of them, mm. they really fancied themselves Dubai as usual. <laughs> but our team was captained there by Pat and he played a fabulous game and we beat him a pint in the first round. And we got into the final against them and they bet us a pint. There was a bit of a row in the dressing room beforehand. Okay. As typical Irish stuff. And uh, I think that probably... <laughs> It didn't help us, but um, uh, that was really the beginning of the football, from our point of view, myself and Pat anyway, I suppose. Uh, and we did a bit of training for that, so we did a small bit. Yeah. Oh, we did, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had, our own, uh, we had our own reporter. You know, things have changed a lot since then, but you think they're all changing for the better. But then there was a, a, an Irish lad, um, Owen Hennigan, Poor fella has passed away since, God rest him. Uh, his father was uh, teaching in the higher colleges and uh, Owen was working for... At college. For the college. Yeah. And he came He came to that first... Yeah, and he actually wrote a report. Yeah. Um, it's all recorded in, in, in the very first tournament in Dubai. It's, it's uh, even had our own report on it, yeah. Um, but that's how our paths crossed, yeah. And... Um, our paths are still crossing, uh, thanks be to God, and long may it continue. So tell me, if you don't mind, how did you actually decide to make the move from Ireland, from the West, to the Middle East? What, what was the, the catalyst for it? What started it? Well, Paulina for Pat, I'd say. Well, actually, uh, I'll start this one. Yeah, for, for me, it was um, actually through a contact. I, before I went to Abu Dhabi, I worked in Libya with the old Colonel Gaddafi out there. Mm -hmm. uh, there was about 10 Irish teachers. Uh, ah, there was a, a breakdown in diplomatic relations between Libya and the UK. And a lot of the English UK teachers had to leave. And then Libya started recruiting in Ireland. So uh, there's about 10 of us went out. That was in 19, uh, giving me age away now, but anyway, uh, 1985. And um, one of the lads I was friendly with out there, uh, he, he left and he went on to Abu Dhabi. So uh, when I was leaving, I got married while I was in Abu Dhabi and my wife said, we're getting the hell out of here because the travel, there's a travel ban uh, in, in Libya, yeah. Uh, she didn't like it at all. Um, we had to travel by boat and all that kind of stuff. So I don't, for me, it was an adventure, but um, for Pauline and all, she, she didn't like it. So we got to leave here. Uh, ended up with my sister in London. And then Brian, uh, I was in touch with him. He said, you got Abu Dhabi, fantastic place. Uh, if, you, if you fancy it, come on out here. So um, I went out and I joined them uh, uh, working for the military out there. They had a contract with English language, uh, with an English language teaching. Oh, Pat is gone. <laughs> I'm still here. I'll keep talking for a minute. I came out in 92. I, I, I think it was 93 that Pat came. Um, so, so basically what happened was, as I say, a colleague had been out in Saudi Arabia. He happened to meet him during the summer. And I'd been in the job I'd been in for 10 years. And, you know, after 10 years, you begin to wonder, you know, small school, can you do any more with it? And um, so we had a chat about it, myself and the wife, and we looked at jobs and we had 
nearly arranged to have a job where I'd get a job as a principal of a school in, in Saudi Arabia and she'd get a job as a teacher. And at the last minute, a Canadian company that I'd applied to for a job rang me to know if I was available in Abu Dhabi. And Francis had a colleague who had been in the two countries and we were meeting him for a pint and he said, forget Saudi Arabia, go to Abu Dhabi. Wow. He said, don't be foolish. <laughs> so um, on his word, we turned up in Abu Dhabi and we worked for a Canadian, like uh, Pat now, working, uh, for, initially I worked in a military middle school and then out in Shahama. We worked for a Canadian company. Well, they, they went burst after a while and then we were employed by the military. And uh, Frances went to work in the higher colleges and that, because she was working with Pat in, in the big job, mm. you know, the higher colleges. <laughs> that was the big job at the time. He was a big was. Pat then, he was. Right. Oh, I, I, I uh, roughed it as well for a while. I was teaching also, not too far. I think there's a whole military, there were a lot of military camps out there in Shahama, and we were in another one. Wow. So there was a lot of military. We probably didn't know uh, of each other's existence at that stage. But, oh, there was, yeah. Uh, yeah there must have was... been a big uh, a campaign to kind of improve the English skills of all the uh, especially the um, the air force and the uh, the army in general yeah. yeah they they needed um english you see because they had technical instructors we did english with them for a year or two and then they would go on to the technical instructors from england and of course you'd nearly need translators for this, some of them guys yeah you know fellas, fellas <laughs> from places like yeah. newcastle I, I i never understood what they were saying <laughs> they probably didn't understand me either, Elish. I'd, I'd say there was a struggle, maybe, all right. <laughs> oh, the young lads got on, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, did they all have Galway accents? <laughs> there was a Dublin fellow work with me, Tony, and um, every time I'd pass, you know, you'd have to march them up and down to class every now and again. And every time my lads would pass Tony's, they'd say, Culture's. Oh, no way. And I had, I, I had my lads call and Tony's lads. I was uh, Jackins. Jackins, I love it. Oh, I love it. And uh, I remember we had, we could show videos that time, but there was no Jewish videos or you couldn't show cartoons, but we had a video class once a week. And I taped um, the field of no. Star Television one night. Full McKay. And, and I said I'd show this to the kids. Well, there were 17, these guys. And the funny story was, was that every class had a Matawa and the Matawa wouldn't stay for the video class. He'd go up to the senior teacher's room and he'd be praying, which didn't, they weren't happy about that. But anyway, that's the way they did it. What's the Matawa? What? Matawa was, he's the holy man in the class. Yeah. Every class had a yeah. fella that was sort of, uh, well, that's, it's, it appeared anyway. But this guy anyway was because he, he wouldn't watch the video, but the lads loved the video. And the first scene was the pub scene. And immediately a fella ran up to me and says, are these cultures? <laughs> are these cultures? <laughs> so I showed the video and uh, a Kerry fella asked me for a Jerry Banbury. And I gave it to Jerry. And the following week, I was shown the second half. But, and they were really excited. This is the only time I've ever seen these guys excited for the second half of the movie. And 
I turned it on, so I said, I better fast forward here. Jesus, Pat Kelly, you, you, you. The lads loved it. The lads loved it. And this Matawa appeared out of no place. <laughs> I told the captain. So we had to stop the class and back to work. And of course, you had nothing prepared at that point, thinking you were going to have a video class. And after class, 11 of the 15 asked me for a copy of the video. <laughs> but they couldn't say a word. Of course, they did. Class. <laughs> oh my God, that. No, it has not to me. It's all you, Kerry lads, caused that problem. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> they went to Kerry Lane, of course. <laughs> Yeah. But they, were, they were good fun, I have to say, those, uh, the lads, uh, I have to say, and they, they were nice guys in that sense, um, you know, except for the f- fellow who was going to report me to the captain. Guy, <laughs> <laughs> just one of the first, I suppose, something similar, uh, not similar, but uh, one of the first classes I had, I, I kind of got, um, introduced myself and all that, got used to them, got to know about the students. Anyway, one day there was two students sitting at the very front, right up, sitting right up against my desk. And I was sitting there. And when there was a kind of a lull in the class, one of them, I had my wedding ring uh, on my finger, on my wedding finger, of course. And I had my hand on the desk and he looked at the wedding ring. It was all gold. Yeah. And he said, teacher, very bad for a man to wear gold. <laughs> uh, I said, I can't remember his name. Let's say Ahmed. I said, Ahmed. What, what, what do you mean? And then he started explaining. And I said, look, hold on until the end of the class and, 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 and uh, we'll discuss it. So at the end of the class, two of them stayed behind. And he said, yeah, very bad for a man to wear gold. It's for women only. And uh, he, I said, is this in your culture? I kind of handled it as tactfully as it could. Yeah. And he said, yes, yes, it's for women only. If a man wears it, it will rub off on you and you will turn into a woman. The gold will make it turn into a woman. <laughs> so I said, uh, Jesus Christ Almighty, I better stop wearing it. But actually, I didn't. But uh, it's funny that the strange, the strange um, ideas they have. The shrugs. The shrugs. Yeah. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and so tell me, for you now, how did the 90s compare to, let's say, modern day Abu Dhabi to, to what we know right now in 2021? Is there anything that stands out as a stark difference? Well, Pat and myself, uh, when I went back there in, in 2011, uh, Pat pointed out to me that he said, do you remember we were the only ones that went out after eight o'clock uh, when you were here the last time in the 90s? You never saw an Arab until about 11 o'clock. They might be down in the... Uh, one of the shopping centres. But there was no shopping centres except um, that place on Hamdan Street, the Hamdan Centre. That was the only... That's right, um, yeah. yeah. So so we'd be going for a pint and there'd be no traffic at all. So there wouldn't. And Pat was just saying, look at it now. One evening we were outside his joint and uh, we were were looking at all the traffic on the road and the... But that was... That's one thing that we've noticed is that the... They used to always be at home for for dinner, the family, but that has seems to have stopped. Mm. You know, the family has broken down a bit. I'd say, has it? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I suppose the malls now are so busy at nighttime in the evenings. After sunset, it comes alive here. Do you yeah. know? Yeah. Mm. Well, in, that, in yeah. those days, it was dead. 
Wow. Apart from myself and Pat and a few more in the Irish, maybe a couple of English lads. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, I remember uh, the second year I was here in 93, and all the guys that worked with me were, were single guys. And we were down in the um, pub there, in the, what was it, what was it that, that English pub we had to go to, Pat, in the downstairs in that Holiday Inn. And the, uh, it wasn't, I know there was Churchill's and there was... Um, no, Churchill's, no. There was, it was the, it the was downstairs, anyway. No. Typical English name. But anyway, you, we were down there anyway. with the lads. That's, that's where we used to go drinking before the Irish pub opened. And the guys all wanted to sit up. Now, it was a big place. And it was a long way from the bar, to the, from the door to the bar. But the boys tonight, instead of being around the bar... They wanted to sit by the door. And I couldn't understand what the hell is wrong with them. And they said, tonight's women's night. And it's the first night back. And so they were at the door looking at all the girls coming in. That is yes. <laughs> so they were checking out all the new girls coming. Oh. And I said to one of the lads, I I'd said, say, uh, what the hell? I'd say you weren't too that? far from the door yourself, Pat. <laughs> sure, I had to struggle with the lads, but I, I had my wife with me. But... Um, <laughs> I was there anyway, talking to the lads, and uh, I said to one of them, I said, what's, the, what, what's this wish, uh, you know? Well, he says, once you meet one of those girls and you go out with her, you're finished for the year. You either stay going out with her or your name gets sullied. <laughs> and here I can say exactly how they, they looked on at the lads. And uh, that is what it used to happen. A guy pick up a girl or they'd pick up each other and they'd go out for the year or else it split up and he wouldn't be able to meet anyone for the rest of the year. Serious business, so it was apparently. Oh, sure. Listen, no, I'm not, sure. not like in your time, you know. Oh, yeah. And it was so many of everyone. Go on, just talking about that kind of matchmaking. When the GA started up, when more and more people came, uh, we used to train on the same field. We only got an hour. This is after Pat left. Um, and uh, the girls would be over one end of the field and the fellas over the other. And there was one guy there. Um, he, he was one of the trainers. And I think he was chairman as well at the time. But he was from Cork, a, a bit of a character. And he, uh, this evening, uh, there was a whole gang of guys in one corner and the girls were over the other side of the field. And he said, lads, look over there now. Your future, your future wives could be among those group of girls over there. And actually... One or two weddings came out of it, and one of the, the couples that eventually married, they mentioned uh, uh, this lad. He mentioned it at his wedding as part of his speech, and uh, everybody got a great laugh out of it. But strange times indeed. Uh, not, not like now, where you, there's so many ways of meeting people and and uh, what have you. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Elish. Uh, go on. No, no. I love this. Is all. I just love listening to this. So I suppose touching on now the Irish community, like was the GA the way that you stayed connected to your own identity when you were here? Well, the, the, it was... well initially you see the, the, there were there were ten guys from around that, the Athenry area and Crockwell that area, mm. ten guys from around there in in Abu Dhabi, and then there was a girl who was married to that guy Pat was talking about, whom I knew I was in school with her brother, so there was a you knew a fair couple of people and then you met people like Pat and um, but the GA really only started I suppose was it 93 or 4 
Pat, we just started. I know that Fergus just, Hamill yeah. was involved in a team going out to um, Bahrain in 93, I think. They, they might have had, they might have been. Is that right? Okay. Well, that was before my time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, that's what Fergal, I remember him going out, going, going out that, no, there was no training or anything like that. And then, uh, I mean, the GA for us was, it was a, a small part of it, but it was, it was the Thursday really that got us together, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And yeah. You met the, and, and, and like Lee Mayber now and Frank, they were all in different jobs to us. So it was a way of us meeting different guys from different jobs. There was a Joe fellow there used to come out at the end as well. And you yeah, remember Joe, the, Joe Power, yeah. And there was, and there was the odd um, uh, Pakistani used to want to try it. There was playing cricket. Used to want to try a bit of hurling. Oh wow! But they never played. <laughs> oh, they, they never to... played on the on the, on the Abu Dhabi team. <laughs> Did no, but uh, they were fascinated by it. Yeah, they they were training over one corner of the park. It was a big park. I don't know if you know Dalish. It's the, the helipad or the uh, Mushroof Park. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, I do in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And uh, they came over one day. Anyway, I remember two of them, and they were dressed in their Pakistani traditional clothes. They were absolutely fascinated by it, and then they grabbed the hurley oh, yeah. and they were, you know, gave it a few lashes. And it could have been dangerous now, but uh, Pat there was able to coach them and. Kind of say, hey, you ha- take it easy first. You could kill somebody, and you could really if you uh, if you try to, you know, Hello? hit a hard shot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the other oh. thing that we know, I would notice about going back uh, to the nineties, and is that when you say that now, uh, you say Mushroom Park or in town, you didn't go past Mushroom Park. Yeah. People didn't live yeah. past there. We all lived up near the Corniche, practically, didn't we, Pat? Mm. And in, in, uh, when I came back, nearly everyone was out, out off the island. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That was... the, 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 the whole thing had changed in that sense. That, um, like, Mushroom Park was, was, got to, it was a fair distance, Pat, wasn't it? No, you could it go was, the whole yeah. way out to the end it of was. the island. But even the end of the island, you remember there was a big airport base there on airport road and on the left hand side and I remember the Canadian school started out there as well past Mushroom Park and that was in Sandford well, it was yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah. Uh, yeah it was no man's land you were really if you were yeah. everybody lived along the Corniche or within it whatever within a couple of minutes of the Corniche yeah. living off the island was unheard of for expatriates yeah yeah uh, and what did you the bed were off the island. <laughs> And what did your families think like of when you were saying you'd be moving to Abu Dhabi? Well, they, well, they like, for me that they um, for some reason they thought, oh, out there there's a war, or that you, you, they were worried for your personal health, basically, hmm. that you'd somehow uh, end up in trouble or uh, get shot or whatever. Where in actual fact it was the exact opposite, really. In many ways, it was a you could be going to a safer place, but yeah, far away. And you know, I suppose that part of the world was getting bad publicity. Uh, I suppose for people back at home, whether it was Abu Dhabi, Dubai, or Saudi, or wherever, it was all the same place. And if, if there's some trouble happening, 
then you are right. They thought you were right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and they'd be saying, "Well, when are you going to leave there?" and all that kind of stuff. But um, convince them in the end that it wasn't that dangerous after all. Yeah, yeah. So there was a, a, a that feeling that um, you know it, it was it was so foreign and so um, like as if you were going to lose your whole person. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I think people felt that way about it because they didn't know. And even even uh, the last time I was out, people were still asking me about was I in Saudi Arabia. And one fellow said to me, "Oh, I was out there too in South Africa." <laughs> Fellow said to me at the film station, you know, <laughs> but uh, people uh, don't look at geography books, obviously, that much. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the fa- yeah, my father as well. He, he uh, when I first went out there, he like he had never traveled himself over, he worked in England most of his life. Actually, that this idea that you know, it, it was hard teaching these lads, but um, there you go, yeah, but uh, yeah. So we are yeah, there nine years now, Elish, yeah? I'm out here nine years now, yeah. Oh, good on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. yeah. And you're still good playing on. football? I'm not. I'm not playing football. I'm not. I, I didn't have the time. And you know you know how much I love the football, but it, would, oh. it just got too much of a commitment where I couldn't balance everything, you know, and I had to let something go. And I got more involved now in this own, my podcast and uh, coaching expats here. And that just became it grew legs basically and I, I couldn't juggle everything oh good yeah. yeah yeah but I do hear Nafina is growing and growing by the year it's amazing and there's another club is there now there is Alreen Shamrocks yeah actually I, I heard I that uh, Ailish hasn't given up football she jumped across the fence she's now playing with Alreen Shamrocks <laughs> that's what I heard uh, are you serious no no he's no no did they buy you out did they they did oh they did yeah they bought me out i had a price (laughs) (laughs) so for you guan yeah sorry pat but better that way like in the early days dubai nearly won nine out of ten games almost against whether it was girls or boys Right. And and then the big switch, once once the teachers started coming to Abu Dhabi in numbers, then the balance shifted. Mm. Um, so that, I'm not complaining about that. Uh, yeah, sure. Nafina Lee yeah. dominated there for a good five, six years, didn't they? No, they did, yeah. Yeah. They did, sure. A mighty strike. Yeah. All, the, all the hard work Pat did. And then he let Jimmy win everything. <laughs> <laughs> You won't like that now. You can't be saying that about Jimmy ah. now. Jimmy here is not here. Lads, to you know, the, the, up, up to that, Limerick, Limerick had won, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tell me, what was it like for your own children to grow up in Abu Dhabi? Well, I suppose my uh, kids loved it, I have to say. They, they went to, to um, what you call the, the, the English school there at Kabirish. Mm. And uh, they, 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 I think when they came back home, um, school in Ireland was a damn squib in comparison. Um, and there was so much going on, I suppose, in, in Al Kabirish. And the teachers were very good. Uh, I have to say that um, 
you know, Katie, my daughter is a teacher now, and she um she was talking about uh, the teacher she had from the island of Barra. She had a lovely teacher out there, and you know, uh, great memories. And of course, the three of them went out there afterwards. My three kids, you know, this one of them still out there. So that's testimony. Yeah. How much they felt at home here, maybe is it? Well, they, yeah, I think they, they they liked it. I mean, it was, um, you know, like the only Irish thing we used to do at that time was was actually the hurling on a Thursday, and uh, I think right, Frank yeah. made that because he he brought the the tent out and he'd set up the tent first. And should the kids be playing in the tent more than be, and we'd be out then, you see, mm-hmm. poking the ball around, and Frank would have biscuits or something for them, and <laughs> they had no alarmy tent. Which was wonderful service. That was that was, that's the community, isn't it? Mm, yeah, you know, it was. Yeah, they had, uh, and then later on, again, this is after Pat left. Slowly, Irish dancing classes started up, and Irish language uh, classes as well. So, uh, and then um, eventually, we had the juvenile football uh, team started up. So, um. You know, and it helped my kids when they because both my kids were reared there. My son was born there, and and they're both in Ireland now. Uh, although they did plan to return to Abu Dhabi, but having done Irish dancing and done the Gaelic football, definitely helped them uh, feel a bit at home here in Ireland, that they weren't total strangers. Yeah. But just being reared and uh, yeah, it was a very safe pace, Eilish. Uh, they missed out on. Some of the stuff that kids have here, mm-hmm. but they also you had year-round good weather, so you you could they played football and swimming and camping and all that kind of stuff. So there's a few things that made up for being abroad yeah. or for not being at home. And yeah, did they? So Pat Kelly, do you mind me asking? So you said you left and you returned in 2011. When did you leave? Uh, 97. And um, I went back home, you see. I, I took a five-year career break. And I went back to the school where I was a principal, and I stayed there until 2003, and then moved on to another school. And uh, sorry about that now. I'll have to turn it off. All right, no worries. Uh, that's, that's Eva trying to talk to me. Oh, God, love her. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, uh, I came back then in 2011 when the kids were, were all at university. Well, the, the two of them had finished and Eva was still at university and she was, uh, actually, no, she, I think she had, she, she had joined Emirates before I, before I came out. Yeah, I think she had. And Katie was working and Sean and then came out later. So he did in 20, Sean came out about 2015 or 16, I'd say. But, um, you know, it was a place that you thought you'd like to go back to, mm-hmm. but it was a completely different, different spot. Right. Uh, I have to say that mm. the education at the beginning was much. The respected the teacher was much more respected. I think uh, at at the beginning, you met people older parents will say who had no education and who valued it. Mm, yeah. I felt that when we went back in twenty. Well, I was in a different job. I wasn't teaching when I went back, but I felt that 
there was less value placed on education by the youth mm-hmm. uh, in the schools I went into. And it was much more difficult to, to teach, you know. And of course, the place had got so big and so brash and there was so much money around. Now, that was there in the older days as well, but the, 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 the older people were much more careful with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't, there wasn't the splashing around that we saw, I mean, after that, you know, and of course, the malls and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it became like America, mm-hmm. didn't it? It is very American yeah. this year, yeah. 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 yeah, just on the subject of education, yeah, the, the, in the early days, mm-hmm. school really that you could send your kids to in Abu Dhabi, um, primary only, and it was kind of deliberate policy. People then, especially the Brits, they were forced to send their kids to boarding school back in England. And uh, the British Embassy had a say in the management of, of Amish Kubairat. It took a big campaign by a lot of the Irish parents, but mostly British. And then over the years, I don't know what year and so on. So by the time my kids were ready, uh, so the big changes in the education in schools and education in Abu Dhabi from the day Pat was there and, and when I first went there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, big emphasis on education here now, though, with um, the standards. The standards are much higher here now with regards to teaching itself, I think. There's definitely a huge change in the nine years I've, I've been here. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Oh, huge. Yeah. Huge. And is it, is it, um, does it make it more difficult for teachers? You know, is there more pressure and oh, yeah. workload and all that? Yeah. yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And it's, it's harder to get in as well. There's a lot more um, applications like you have to really stand out now, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So tell me, what was it like for you to settle back at home when you moved? Did you move home 2016 or 2017? I was home in 2016. And um, well, uh, I was working for a company and, and, and the, the, the uh, project finished. So it was a question of either go home or look for another job. And I was at, I suppose, retirement age, really. And I said to myself, um, my wife, Frances, was happy to go home. So well, she'd got home before me, I think, hadn't she? And um, so I was happy enough to go home. Mm-hmm. And I went home and, uh, in January and I walked the Camino in April. Oh, wow. I did the, uh, mm-hmm. six weeks. I did six weeks walking in the Camino. And then I came back and um, I had a pain in my hip. And I went to see the specialist. And he says, come back in six years, Pat. I'll give you a new hip. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was. I thought I was as fit as a fiddle. <laughs> so the six years are nearly well, up now. Right there. Well, uh, if you did it in one go, Pat, then you are as fit as a fiddle. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I, I, just came, I just came back there. Yeah, it's nearly three years now. My God, the time is flying. Yeah. And uh, it, it, difficult enough, I'd say. Uh, but that's to do with my circumstances. You know, we came to, I'm from Akat, Polina won't live in Akil because it's too remote. She loves Ireland, but uh, you know she's from the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. But she likes any any small town in Ireland. And we decided on Westport. But it really, in terms of, like if I moved to Galway, down around where Pat is, 
there's loads of ex Abadabi people, ex Abadabians there. There's Pat, there's a few teachers inside in, in Galway City. Um, there'd have been more Abadabi people around me. So um, in Westport, we, we only knew, knew two people. And they both had young kids, you know, so there weren't really, no. um, you know, uh, people you're going to hang out with all the time. If I moved to Cork or Kerry, uh -huh. I'd have settled in much quicker. Hello? Oh, no, I was I was giving you a, a, a hop hop. That's good. You mentioned Kerry. That's all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know about that, Pat. <laughs> it would be much. No, it would be much easier because I'd have people my own age and um, to hang around with. Whereas in Westport, I had none of that at all. So, but that was our choice. I wanted to be not too far away from Mackel. I have an older brother living down there mm -hmm. uh, in the old family home. So, yeah, um, it, it's a big, yeah, big change. You know, in Abu Dhabi, you're, you're like a mini shake, really. Everybody is very friendly in the hotels, restaurants, bars, wherever you go. Uh, you're treated kind of, especially if you're from the West, Europe or America, you're treated very well. And, you know, when you come back here, you, you hit the ground with a bang in a way, back to reality. So, mm. yeah. How did you find... Well, I, didn't have, I didn't find it as hard because I suppose uh, I, was, I had a house and to come back to. Mm -hmm. And I suppose I just fitted back into my previous life. Had I spent all his life away, you see. Mm -hmm. But I gone away for the five years yeah. originally and then I went back for the second period and really I was uh, over the hill at that point I suppose and so coming back to me I was coming back really to you know okay it's a lot of you people around but you know the, the, this is the village I was I was reared in right so I was coming home mm -hmm. really you know so um, in, in that sense mm -hmm. um, next move now will be someplace else maybe carry next time Pat uh, sure, Irish. Uh, if I remember correctly, you have a touch of uh, the north, the, the the west, the mid, the, the west of Ireland in you as well. Haven't you got Mayo connections? I sure do. My mom, my mom's side are across Malina. Yeah. Ah, sure. There you go. They are. Yeah. I knew there was a Mayo connection there. There's a Mayo connection. There is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there is such like yeah. for you. Are there any um? Like, are there any things that you've brought back into your kind of lifestyle in Ireland that you would have picked up in Abu Dhabi? Is there any kind of piece of that experience you've brought back home with you? Well, oh, I use the word haram. <laughs> <laughs> and I do this uh, at cars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting. I love that. You know. Yeah. And of course, they, they haven't been killed yet. That's good. Shui shui, yeah, that's it. Shui shui, that's a good one too. I would do, actually, you know, it's a good question for myself and Paulina because we miss Abu Dhabi and I'm sure Pat misses it too. But I think because we're there for so long, we miss, uh, we do miss it, even though Paulina was really ready to leave by the time we left. She was ready for a few years, actually, before that, before we eventually left, before we eventually left. But anyway, around the house, we use uh, inshallah, yalla, Shukran, all that kind of, a few phrases, and it actually makes us feel a little bit of a connection. We've kept a little bit of a connection to Abu Dhabi, oh. and it, 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 it kind of it, it perks us up a little bit. 
Yeah. And we have a laugh about it. Um, and um, but I suppose overall, you know, the uh, the Arab uh, um, attitude to time and don't rush things. And I think I've picked up a little bit of that, not to be in a rush with anything, maybe too much at times. <laughs> Uh, and have a little bit of patience, you know, don't, um, you don't have to uh, cram a lot of stuff into a short period of time. Shwaye, shwaye, as Pat there said. Yeah. Pat, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was you that brought that out from Ireland. <laughs> it probably was. I, I, thought that, I thought the Irish were, were more Irish than the Irish themselves in those areas. <laughs> so they were. They, yeah. they have... We were just as good at them, I think, at taking things nice and handy and easy in our youth. But uh, but it is, and, and the thing that I notice is, if anything comes on about Saudi Arabia or Iran, I have a different attitude to most people mm. because of being out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, and e e even some people on, 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 you'd hear talked about on the television, like sometimes you'd hear people, even top politicians, and you'd be thinking to yourself, the bloody idiot, he hasn't a clue. Yeah. You know, because uh, they don't yeah. seem to realise that uh, that system that's out there is completely different to what we have. Yeah. You know, and, and you saw this at work out there and, um, you know, the family is so important all the time, you know, and family connections, all that kind of stuff is, is so important. And the tribal thing then, uh, I think, particularly the Americans, they don't seem to kept, get that, mm. you know, um, and and um, they don't seem to get the the attitude of. I think the, the fact that we speak a lot, uh, I think that got us in with much more than than we'll say other nationalities. Yeah, because yeah. We like to sit down and have a cup of tea and and and, and chew the cud like. Yeah. And I think the, the Arabs are very much like that too. They like to sit down, have a cup of tea, and you know, get to know you before anything happens. Oh, they do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it's more, you know, yeah. People have re with one benefit maybe of if you can call it that of the this COVID is that people have rediscovered just what you've mentioned there. Uh, uh, there were being before COVID, people were being swept along on this economic boom, and it was all about oh, yeah. money and a bigger house and a bigger car, and the, the personal contact was disappearing. But that has quite a few people have mentioned uh, the fact that they've rediscovered, uh, you know, that, that it, personal contacts are important, family is important, and simple things like having a chat and sitting down and have a cup of tea is. Uh, uh, a very enjoyable and uh, you know rewarding kind of an experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had I had a workman here today, and uh, he told me his mother, she was English. She she got COVID six months ago. She recovered, but she still can't taste tea. I thought well, that that'd be hell. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't taste your cup of tea. Well, for me as well, yeah. Huh? Yeah. So for you, if you could relive a moment in Abu Dhabi, yeah. what would that be for you, the both of you? Well, for me, you know, uh, if it's it's probably not a moment, but Abu Dhabi definitely changed an awful lot uh, over the time I was there. In the early days, it was a big city, 
but it was a village really uh, all that stuff we've mentioned there's a great sense of community um, friendship and helping each other and, and all that kind of stuff for example Frank the guy uh, Frank one of the lads who started up the, the get together for, for the hurling he used to get I didn't have a car so he used to collect me and I probably traveled with Pat a few times as well all that that kind of stuff and it was simple and Abu Dhabi was a very welcoming city you know uh, there were no parking charges uh, there was very little traffic uh, and also at night it was very on the road really after 10 o'clock apart from those of us who were out going out for a drink and, and what have you but the, the general public during the week anyway uh, uh, place was deserted um, so Abu Dhabi in the simpler times uh, it was a lovely place to be um, now that's not a moment but it's kind of uh, you know, it was a, in a village in a city almost, a, a village, but you were in a city at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And what about you, Kelly? Oh, uh, I, I think some of, some of the best times I had was actually out, out and um, playing the football. Um, you know, I, I, I thought that... Um, been out there and um, you know just been with Pat and, and, and Jimmy and and, and been with you girls, uh, you know that there was there was um, a great old bit of fun, mm-hmm. you know and a yeah. good innocent sort of fun that um, uh, you know is often missed, you know and uh, to me that was one of, one of the the great things. The other thing I remember about uh, about Abu Dhabi was the original originally when we had the family here, we went to Oman. And we went to Boremi, and you used to just go across the border to the place there, Boremi Villas. And I remember staying there. And the fun we had, they had a pool there and they had one of these sort of little diving boards. And I tried to dive and they, they took video of me or something. And the kids really, <laughs> they still talk about the way I was splashing the water with my belly. There was a big splash pad when you dropped in. Yeah, when you dived oh, in. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, uh, the fun we had with the kids. And then, you know, at night I had the, the singing and the, 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 the great singing going on. It was karaoke and all that stuff going on in the bar. And you'd have a few drinks maybe. And, you know, uh, there, there was times like that that were super. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and they weren't anything fabulous, but they were, they were great fun. And those are the times I remember. I suppose both innocent sort of pleasures yeah but we had great fun you know and um some of you were, were, were great fun all together so you know of course all lads like us we said pat like i mean you know you, you have to pull in our legs all the time you know, thanks to god jimmy came along to, oh. to, 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 to wise us up you well know? We, we kept you on your toes i'd say <laughs> I wonder if were you in gold that day uh, when Pat uh, Pat ha- has uh, conveniently o- omitted to pr- mention it. Uh, I don't know who we were playing, maybe Dubai, and Pat was the was the umpire. And uh, anyway, there was a ball, a low ball came in along the ground, heading straight for the corner of the net, and Pat is looking away. He stuck his leg out and stopped the ball I crossing the line. 
And uh, there was fierce controversy. You know, uh, there was, yeah, sure. The, 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 there was relations almost broke down between us and, and Dubai or whoever it was. It was at an all-time low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a great old laugh. That day. I wonder. Yeah. Oh, Les, that was, was so to- Totally out of character, Pat, yeah. I think it must have been a Dubai referee that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So for you, um, with, the, with the wisdom you both have now and being in Abu Dhabi for so long and now returning home, are there any tips you'd give any expats at the moment who are listening? Save your money. Good man. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, do you know something? It, with prices rising here, I, I would. And I'm kind of half, I'm serious. I'm half sorry I didn't, of course, this wasn't my business. Uh, but... Yeah, you're only there for a short time and put a bit of money together. Save it. Don't spend it all going after these fancy discos and bars and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, but anyway, for me, yeah, for anybody returning, for, for me, um, getting card insurance and uh, getting proof of address and all these basic things, it seems simple. But if you don't, we didn't have our own house. We're still actually in, rented, in a rented house. Um, basic stuff like that but I think most of the young people they have a, a home here or the family home so these wouldn't be issues for them the, uh, the insurance the insurance you're dead right Pat we, 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 we have a stupid system here that doesn't allow you to um, get insurance you know that doesn't recognize the insurance out there mm-hmm. yeah I eventually yeah if you're looking for practical tips on that car insurance I actually got uh, an O'Claims bonus cert from my insurer in Abu Dhabi. And it took me about six different, I, I, I applied to six different car insurance companies before eventually one said, okay, we'll accept two or three years off it. I had about a six year no claims bonus, yeah. but it brought down the price a little bit, but it's a big issue um, for, you know, for youngsters coming back. It's a, it can be very expensive. Mm. And then I'd say health insurance is, yeah, I'd say have some kind of a health insurance policy before you leave there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, with an Irish health insurer, uh, just to, that you're in and that you have, um, you don't have to kind of uh, do it all when you get here. Because when you get here, there's a lot of paperwork and addresses and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's prohibitive as well. It is, yeah. So it is. Yeah. And a doctor. When we got back here, I stayed in Castle. We stayed in Castlebar for a while, and we just said we better register with a doctor. So we went into the first mm. clinic we came along, came across, and expected to fill out a form and say, "Okay." The receptionist says, "Oh, sorry, we're not taking any new patients for the next three months." Mm. And uh, yeah, and a lot of clinics were like that. It was through somebody. We had to actually use a contact to get yeah. registered in a, in a clinic, mm. uh, but that's that was us. We had no family connections here much and all that kind of stuff, so it mightn't be uh, a wider a problem for most of the people, most of the Irish abroad. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so, finally, then, have you any any other funny stories or funny memories that have come to your mind? We all joined the club in the 90s. 
you know, because that was where you went to have a swimming pool, have, a, you know, the, the seaside. And it was where we went for a drink as well. You know, in the, I remember we used to go down there at eight o'clock on the Friday morning and, or a Thursday morning and spend the full day there with the kids. The, the British club and you're talking about? The British club, yeah. And no. everyone, everyone, well, now, of course, the high Pulai were in the Hilton. Right. You know. <laughs> and uh, 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 when we joined, they had an old um, custom there that, uh, you know, you wouldn't be allowed to join the club until the uh, committee had to look at you. So they used to have a free cocktail evening. And Francis had never drank before this. Uh, and uh, we got down anyway to the British club. So she tried a couple of cocktails. There was a guy there, Adrian, uh, something or other, was in the same corridor as us. He had come out and was working with the Canadian company as well. And I'd say he was close to being an alcoholic because he knew every one of the cocktails and what was in them. And he was bringing cocktail after cocktail to Francis. We got as mouldy, I tell you. <laughs> and we had to get a taxi home from the British Club that night. And lucky enough, it didn't matter. We still got in. But I believe in previous days, you'd have had to behave yourself. But <laughs> I remember, you know, those lovely cocktails and you try them. And we never tried cocktails again after that. No. Cocktails are something you had. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we didn't have them. I mean, it was just pints for me, seven pat. Just pints. You know, in the pubs we went to in the well, 90s. You, but, uh, must have had, you must have had some kind of charm that night to get in. Where? Oh, sure. Uh, no, so allowed in after. No, we were, we were, we were being, uh, it, was, it was an old, um, I suppose, an old thing that they had in the British Club. They mm. stopped after that, that you were invited to this night. Yeah, you see, and the committee in the older days would have looked at you, and if they didn't like the look of you or you didn't sound right, you could be refused. She's like a vetting. But the tradition, the tradition left on, mm. uh, continued <laughs> for a long time after the vetting stopped. Right. And it only was a, it was only a, a sort of a, a, an excuse for a night out, like a rite of passage. And like, yeah. And we went down, of course, because we, I suppose, we were only after arriving in the place maybe a month or so, and you, 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 it might be the first time you went out. Yeah, yeah. You see, because you mm. wouldn't have uh, gone out that much, and um, oh, we got mould, so we did. I never <laughs> want to see a cocktail again. How was the hangover <laughs> after that one? <laughs> well, some hangover, I'll tell you. I can imagine. Nearly as bad now as the one I had after ye. Your oh, B fifty twos up in up 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 up, up in oh, Dubai someday for sure. <laughs> oh lads, yeah. stop! You're bringing me back. Oh lads, okay lads, will we go into our quick fire round of questions? Sure. We will. So, what is the first thing you notice about a person? We'll go to Pat English first. Oh my God. Uh, well, nothing in particular. I just. You kind of um, scan them. I say, oh, no, I won't say scan, but I, I say facial expression just to see um, if, if they're interested in, in you and then uh, do they make eye contact and, you know. Uh, but I suppose make an eye contact, facial expression, and um, that's about it. it. Only one, you just want one 
Yeah. Thing. Uh, Wound yeah. Cancer. Uh, express. Yeah. Expression. Facial expression. I would say. Right. What about you, Pat Kelly? Very safe. I I know I I uh, examine people's noses. Oh right. Ah, <laughs> uh -huh. no, this is. So what's the verdict on Pat English and myself? Our, our noses. You have lovely nose. There you go. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next they, question. They just stick out, you see. <laughs> right. What habits have you had in your life that have made an improvement? Well, I, I can think of a very small thing. Uh, it's to do with washing up, uh, you know, with my in-laws in Prague. Um my wife's sister is married to um, another Czech lad. And uh, one day we were doing the washing up and some, he got angry because some of the, uh, the dishes had been left overnight. And he says, we must wash in the moment, he said. And I, what he meant was you have to wash as soon as you're finished with the plates. And I've actually uh, done that. This has happened about uh, maybe 10 years ago. I, was, I wasn't great at doing the washing up, but now, now, it's a very small improvement, but I wash straight away after eating, and it makes life an awful lot easier. I know it's not a very um, uh, um, far-reaching kind of a habit, but it makes life easier for me. Yeah, it's a simple one. I love it. Good man. Simple. Yeah, simple. What about Matt, you? you, you come on. Uh, I'll tell you, the, the, the habit that I think has, has been best for me is I take porridge oat bran every morning and I think that has kept me healthy yeah to thick and thin that's it uh, a doctor told me to do it when I was about 20 and I've done it religiously since so no. that, that's about it I, I would say that I'm, I'm similar to Pat but I think it's a different thing with me cleaning up I, I clean up my dishes as well but it's because I like to show the example that the others shouldn't be using the machine <laughs> I learned it from my mum. You know, yeah. nine of us in the family, you washed your own plate. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Geez, the men in the West are great for cleaning up after themselves. You're putting. Oh, no, we we'll get you. Know. The virus said hi, lads. <laughs> yeah, they're very high. So, Pat English, what's on your bucket list? Do you know, I was wondering, I, I kind of know what it is, but. Uh, uh, I presume you know what, what something outstanding that you want to do uh, in the future, is it, I suppose? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, just to read, have a, I've lived outside of Ireland for two thirds of my life. Um, and I really haven't, I don't know Ireland that well at all. Yeah. So I want to visit uh, mostly on the West Coast, the Arden Islands. Um, Connemara, remoter parts of Connemara, and get down your country as well. Because um, uh, I haven't been, I ha only passed through Kerry. Isn't that a terrible thing to say? Uh, but That's rediscover, right. discover Ireland before it's too late, you know, before I can't move around. Good man. Uh, so Ireland... to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. That's nice. Because you can explore Ireland at, at your doorstep now, you know, especially in these times. Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, should, um, 
get a camper van. A lot of people are getting camper vans these days and they're going around the coast of Ireland. That'd be amazing. Oh, they are, yeah. It's, it's, it's gone crazy, actually, here. Maybe uh, one of the beaches in Ackley was clogged up with can- camper vans there um, a couple of weeks ago. But uh, they just need to build the facilities and the problem will be over. They just have to uh, build more and more uh, camper van parks or yeah. facilities, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I might, yeah. You'll have to, you have to yeah. let us know how you get on with that one. I will do. Yeah. And what about you, Pat um, Kelly? What's in your bucket list? The thing that I would like to do most is I'd like to go and do the northern route of the Camino. That's the old route that they used to take from Ireland. They used to come, come into a place called Gijón, northern Spain, and walk from there. The fellas, they just go in the Currocks. And, um, but it, 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 COVID has sort of stopped that at the moment. But I'd like to do that when, maybe when, with the new hip. With the new hip. In another year. <laughs> or two. <laughs> love it, love it. That'll be what I'd like to do. That's a good one. And how, how was the Camino when you did it in 2016? Well, Ryanair tried to stop me. And I was supposed to go out on the 1st of April. And the tra- air traffic controllers in southern France had a, a strike. So Ryanair said they'd let, bring me out the following week. But I had booked uh, the first night or two, you see. Mm-hmm. And that's all you do when you're on the Camino. You only book a night. And then from that on, you mm. walk. And wherever you, every village you went to, there was places to stay. No, one place, there was 90 beds. There was me and three fins in it. You know, and, the, and the male dormitory. Yeah. There was 90 beds. And me and three fellas from Finland. Yeah. And um, But it, it, I have to say, um, I, I really, I went out on my own. I did on my own. And I have to say, I enjoyed I don't know if it did me any good, but it was interesting meeting all the different types of people that you met. And, you know, looking at the, the Spanish churches and buildings and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and, of course, it's lovely to have the old Pino Tinto, which is the only Spanish I know. Oh, yes. there was another one. Uh, something to which is the, 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 the cheese sandwich. Uh, I've forgotten that one. <laughs> I, was able, I was able to order food. That was about it. Love it. But it was, I have to say, it was, it, 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 I really enjoyed it. Uh, whether it did me any good or anything, I don't know. Yeah. And I went back and I did the second one. I did the one from, uh, not from Lisbon, but from Porto to, Spain, what they call the Portuguese one, mm. one September. And that was lovely. But, um, I, I got blisters on that one. And the first one, I did the 790 kilometers and I got no blister. Wow. And I had, I had blisters the first day I did the Portuguese one, whatever it was. But that was lovely in September, eating the grapes oh, yeah. at six o'clock in the morning when you'd be walking. We're not, you're not so supposed to fast on that walk patch or something, no? What? You're not no, supposed to do fat. No, then, uh, no, no, Pat, you're, you're, th- you're thinking of, uh, uh, of the island in Lockdown. <laughs> oh, jeez, I was fasting. I was fasting all the time, Pat. I turned a few, a group, a few grapes or there's nothing. See, the weight must have fell off you when you were walking that much, did it? I don't know. 
I did. I'd lost a bit of weight. I did, but not a lot. No. You weren't going to back up again anyway. Right, we'll go on. Uh, Pat English, what are you most grateful for in your life? Well, the, the older I, I probably would have had different had a different answer to this question the younger I was, but now um, uh, it's a boring answer, but it ha I still have a reasonable health and I see others around me you know, who have serious issues and, uh, you know, you think to yourself, oh my God, I feel, you feel sorry for them and wish them well and you, you say thanks, you thank uh, whoever you thank that you have a little bit of health and you're able, still able to enjoy your life. So, of course, family um, as well, um, two children, a wife and um, so those would be the two things, I think. Uh, I'm supposed to give one, is it? Yeah, but but the two will take two for one. I like that. Two for one, yeah. And I can't uh, go without saying, uh, mentioning Abu Dhabi and having opportunity to meet so many people out there, including all the the Irish youngsters coming out um, and starting a new life or, or moving abroad and watching them, you know, settle in and enjoy life and and uh, yeah, but. Health and, and family, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely ones. I like them. Yourself, Pat Kelly. And I said my, my family, first of all, um, and the fact that we lived in peaceful times. Mm. I think uh, when you see the terrible things that happen to people, you know, uh, during war and that kind of thing, mm. you know, we've been very lucky in Southern Ireland. Uh, to have lived in peaceful times. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. My health isn't as good as Pat's, obviously. <laughs> the hip is oh, no, I'm not, I'm not saying... Uh, I'm not saying... Uh, I'm not saying I'm without... Uh, but there's lots of things problem. to be grateful for, isn't there, Pat, really? Uh, being yeah. Irish, even, is, is something to be grateful for. You know, uh, because we have the right attitude to life, I think. And Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, before we moved, I said to Paulina, we'll, I'll leave it up to you before we moved from Abu Dhabi, we'll go to Czech Republic or, or uh, Ireland. And Paulina says, let's give Ireland a try. So, um, and she's happy. Um, she's happy with that decision. Definitely. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. So is there any content, let's say like a book or a documentary or someone who inspires you? that has brought positive change into your life? Yeah, I read uh, Richard Rohr every morning. He's an American um, Franciscan. Uh, and he ha you can get him on the internet, it's free every morning. And he's definitely done a lot, um, I think, for my life. Um, it's a great way to start the day, I think. You could say it's a prayer. Mm. You're just reading what he, he he his thoughts are for that day, or there's somebody thinking about it. So, so that would be, I suppose, the biggest thing I'd say in my life. So can I my Richard Rohr. Pardon? Sorry, it sets you up for the day ahead on a positive note. Well, it does, and it, but but he also you know goes into more than you know. He talks about your shadow and you know the two the different. Uh, parts of life for a man and you know these kind of things 
family and what love is and you know um, there's a huge amount of stuff out there you know mm-hmm. the idea that why do we all want to get back to where we were you know life is sort of like it's a circle and you know eventually we want to go back to where we came from mm-hmm. I suppose before the womb something like that so there's a there's a well it's um it's a quasi religious well it's religious really so is there but it it, it it to me it it's it's I've been reading it now for I suppose ten years and it's terrific to read it you know every morning yeah and there's something new all the time that'll be it yeah Pat English was a great uh, influence on me too so he was I have to say you know he had that voice that perfect voice I'm which you. I never had you're scutcher the hero. <laughs> we couldn't wait to get that in. What about you, Pet English? Well, you mentioned a book or uh, whatever, so I chose a book. Uh, it's not very well known, but um, uh, it's a book called the, the Grass Arena. I don't. It's written by a, 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 an Englishman, but with Irish strong Irish connections. A fellow called John Healy. And anyway, it's it's a. A, a, a biography, an autobiography. It's about his own life in London, and um, tough, very tough upbringing. Um, alcohol, um, sleeping rough. He ended up sleeping rough on the streets of London. Then got into trouble with the law. I think he started stealing. Ended up in jail, and um, in jails, one of the uh, he was able to uh, do a few courses, and he started doing chess. And um, he was, the English was saying, oh yeah, Irishman doing chess, yeah, go on, give us a laugh. But to cut a long story short, he actually ended up uh, winning a few championships. Um, this is after, no, after he learned chess. But anyway, I suppose the message from it was, you know, we complain too quickly nowadays. Oh, this is wrong, that's wrong. He had a terrible upbringing, really. I haven't mentioned half of it. And he came out the, out, um, out the other side of it, really, um, you know, um, achieving a lot against the odds. And he himself persevered. You know, once he, he, he discovered he was going to get a talent for chess, he really, really took it up big time and it kind of saved his life, possibly, in the end. Um, and, yeah, so... Even no matter what adversity uh, you might face, you know, hang in there and, and, and you can come out of it if you, if you have enough belief. So what was the name of the book again? The Green Arena? The, the, uh, the Grass Arena. The Grass Arena, right. It's a great story, apart from there, it's a great old story really as well as everything else, all the, all the messages in it. It's um, uh, a good few, a few rude uh, kind of stories in it couldn't tell them on here but they're very funny uh about the young people nowadays yeah uh, all right so the last final question for the two pats what is your song of choice right pat i might mm-hmm. i might have to copy one of yours go on uh, uh i think that the, my my favorite tune is a thing called comfortably numb by Pink Floyd. Um, I, I 
yeah, I, I like to listen to it. Yeah. Um, well, that that, oh, that for me would be. But it's not changed, of course. It'll be another day. It'll be another day. It'll be something else. Do you yeah. know, it's how you feel. It, it you is know, Bob Dylan for another day. And yeah, sorry, Pat. Go ahead, you. It does, yeah. It depends on what kind of mood you're after, isn't it, with music? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Pat English? Yeah. I've, um, there's one. Um, it's by an Italian. I'm not trying to be fancy here, but it's a really, I won't say it, it's a lovely song. If you get a chance, to, if you get a chance, listen to it. Uh, it's by an Italian singer, Zucchero. Z-U-C-C-H-E-R-O. Okay. Uh, it's about... It's to the tune of, you know, that famous, the Hebrew slaves uh, tune, the Vapinciero. But the song itself is about children and giving them, let them be children. One of the lines of the song is, let them be children for as long as they want. Uh, don't turn them into adults too, um, too soon. Um, that kind of a, that's the theme of the song. It's a nice message. And it is, yeah. Especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, keep them as innocent and um, you know, as long as possible because down the line there'll be plenty of problems and issues and all that mm-hmm. and that's uh, I also like Shando's uh, there's a fam- famous song from Connemara there down Galway the Bun on Bui I don't know if you've ever heard of it I, I can't say I have I probably would know the Yellow Bitterton uh, but it's sung uh, oh, uh, the Bonombui, it's a very evocative kind of a um, song. It's about a little bird which dies on a frozen lake in winter, and nice, nice song. No, oh. would you would you give us a rendition of it there? A bit of a shanos. I wouldn't, you, Pat. Of course, I would. Oh. I I don't. No, you're real, and you. Um, if it's sung well, it's beautiful. But if it's sung badly. It's um, it's a very hard song to sing. It, yeah. It's uh, one of those. We'll you need to, a really good voice. We'll have to get you I, there for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'd make. I'd, I'd. I'd murder it if I tried it. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah. You play it safe. Play it safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, get, you get Joe Heaney's version of it and. Charles Mohaney and his foot. Yeah. But he's well uh, to sing Pat is. I've heard him sing him. Oh. At night. <laughs> oh, no. Do you remember uh, Pat when we were in, 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 in Oman for the football? Hmm. And we, we were walking home and we got chips. And we took about, we must have walked three miles home or something. <laughs> we, we, we went I the do. wrong way around. We, we got lost, do you remember? I do remember it well, yeah. It was it was uh, one of the the chips or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are there any parting words you'd like to, to share before we say goodbye? Well yeah, just Ailish yourself, what are your plans? Um are you uh, do you have any plans to come back or or the reason I'm asking is, yeah. you know, uh, I, we, I was in Abu Dhabi for 24 years. Don't, don't regret a day of it. But the longer you stay out, the harder, for, e, for me anyway, the harder it was to um, kind of settle back in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's listen. It's the million dollar question. I'll be honest with you. Right now, at the moment, I'm very happy where I am. Um, yeah. It's hard because you know yourself. Every year, you 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 get that kind of question asked at home, and I do. do I, yeah. I miss home, and my heart is always in Kerry. But I'm very grateful for the life I'm living here and the opportunities I've been mm-hmm. given. You know. And yeah. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Good. Good. Yeah. 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 So, um, we'll enjoy it while we can now at the moment. That's the way I'd be looking at it. Anyway, it's just good chatting. Uh, th- thanks for organising it. And uh, it's great to yeah. chat to you because you're such a big part of the the of our myself and Pat's time there, Eilish, and also uh, because of COVID and Pat, uh, he gave me a bit of stick when I came back first because I wasn't um, keeping in touch. But then that first year, we really didn't know whether we were coming or going, to be honest, whether we were going to end up here or in Prague or all that. But inshallah, Pat, once this thing oh, is yeah. over, a yeah. bit more. Whenever you have time, yeah. It, it, yeah. This, this COVID has, of course, stopped everything. I know, yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. All that kind of thing. Pat English and Pat Kelly, I just want to say a sincere thank you to you both for joining me on this podcast episode. I've had you on my mind for a while now, so thank you for sharing your wisdom and your memories of your time in Abu Dhabi. I appreciate it. Oh, it was a pleasure thank you. to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.